Thank you for joining us on Bees on the Law, legal talk from the boss perspective. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide legal advice and is not meant to create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change and differ from state to state, so this is not a substitute for seeking legal advice in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. everybody and welcome back to our podcast. Um, today, in addition to Susan, we brought our friend from Ohio, Jennifer Corso. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Uh, because I wanted to discuss pay transparency issues. In California, we have a couple laws. Um, one is you can't ask people how much they make at their current job at their interview. But the newest uh, law that we have in California is as of January 1, Companies that have 15 or more employees are required to list the salary ranges for all job postings. So, and in addition to that, if one of your employees wants to know the salary range for their position, they're allowed to ask for that too. And I think a lot of states don't have this. You know, California is trying to create more transparency. I know we are often... um, one of the leaders in terms of equal pay laws, which we're not gonna talk about today, but also with respect to pay transparency. And so Susan, what is Illinois doing about this? Yeah, so Illinois, we like to be California, right? And so I don't know if it was a couple of years after it was the law in your state, we brought in a similar law about where you cannot ask about pay history. So. Um, It was new. It's something that was very common for anyone checking references. It was, you know, dates of service and and pay and, and, you know, salary and and confirming salary. So that was an adjustment here. But um, that's really where it stopped here. We don't we haven't gone to that next step like California, though. I like to watch California because in Illinois, we tend to follow California. Um, But then I, you know, also in Wisconsin, we tend to be a little bit more like when I'm doing work in Wisconsin, we tend to be a little bit more like Ohio. So tell us about Ohio, Jennifer, what's going on in Ohio? Well, Ohio is a little bit of a mixed bag on this issue. From a statewide perspective, there is no law regarding disclosure of pay or asking applicants about pay or anything of the sort. But um, two of our cities, of our larger cities, Toledo and Cincinnati, have really been on the forefront of this because they have both had laws that sort of mirror what's going on in California. And those have been um, in place for um, going on two to three years now. So Cincinnati was the first and theirs started March 13, 2020. And then Toledo followed the next year. And the two are, Toledo basically took Cincinnati's law and more or less copied it but added a little bit to it as well. But same thing, 15 employees is the minimum. But the problem is that these just apply to the municipalities. So it's only for businesses within Cincinnati. It's only for businesses within Toledo. Um, If you're a business right outside in the neighboring suburb, it's not going to apply to your business. So you really have to be careful where you are in Ohio and where you're doing business in Ohio. You know, that's super interesting. And one of the things that I kind of wonder with this salary range 
requirement in terms of job postings is what if you say in your ad you're looking for an employee with five to six years of experience but of course you know you always get people with more experience and you get people with less experience who may not fall in that salary range and then what do you do and i think that i think it's going to be interesting to see kind of what happens right with the salary range um, yeah. so it, the two cities in ohio don't have to worry about that because that is one difference from the california laws that we don't have to post the salary range but both of them do state that they have to disclose the range upon request of um and it's actually post offer so it's not even to the applicant during the normal interviewing stage but once you've given that applicant a conditional offer of employment if they ask for the range then they have to be provided with it Oh, that's interesting. So the employer actually, after the fact, could actually come up with the salary range to fit with the person that they hired. Well, well, they would never do that. <laughs> I mean, but you could. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you should, but you could. Whereas my concern in California, like, how do you get out of that? Are you allowed to get out of that salary range that's posted if you hire, if you find a great fit that has more experience or less experience in the position that you're posting for. And that's I think a great way to look at it, yeah. And I don't know the answer, but I'm sure the courts will tell us soon. We'll find out soon enough, right? Well, one thing I just wanted to mention is in this case, Wisconsin is, is different than Ohio and it is a little bit aggressive to the other direction and that it has a law that says you can't stop employers from asking pay history. So they're one of the few states that have, have watched this trend and tried to put, or have in fact put, who knows if it'll get tested and stand up to it, but have actually put legislation in place to protect employers' abilities to pay to ask for pay history. So it's just, it's very interesting about the country here. It's one of those issues that seems so small and, yet is so differently treated all over the place. So what do you do when you have employees in different states or you hire a recruiter, right? For example, you hire a recruiter to help you post jobs, but that recruiter is located in Arizona. Do they know all these different laws and rules and what they can ask and what they can't ask based on who's in what state? And if they or, ask the wrong question, does that, what does that do to you and your business? So, right. Or if you have that recruiter who's based in Toledo, who's recruiting for Cleveland jobs, the recruiter has to follow the Toledo law. So the recruiter can't ask, even though the Cleveland employer may want them to ask. Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. 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 So okay. it's. So Camille, can I ask, how would it affect remote employees? If a Cleveland employer um, lists the job, and says, you know, this is a fully remote position we can hire from anywhere. And if a California employee applies, what happens? I think that's going to be interesting because I will tell you, I've had this case where <laughs> a New York company hired a California employee and didn't follow California law. And the employee sued as she's allowed to in California court and brought the New York company into court in California. And so California law applied. 
And so I suspect that that is the same here because once you have hired an employee in California, you are subject to California law. And I think that it's gonna be interesting to see in this kind of new remote global world, um, how that plays out. Because really interesting. one of the things that concerns me is that maybe employers will completely discount California employees because they don't want to be subject to all the California laws. Well, I'm not going to say specifically, but there just might be some certain employment attorneys outside of California that have already been telling their clients to do that. <laughs> don't want to name names. Yeah. <laughs> of course not. Right. Right. Um, but I think that, you know, and I think that the other thing is, is employers, at least in California, if they don't comply with this, you know, can be subject um, to a labor commissioner complaint or even a civil action. And I think that, you know, it, it just compounds employers difficulties in California. Right. And even in Ohio, I mean, the law specifically state that, um, you know, people can get compensatory damages and attorney's fees and all that. But the question is, is what are the compensatory damages? So you asked me my salary history. I'm still going to have to then prove that you didn't hire me because of what I told you. So I could, as an, oh, like, you know, if I were a Toledo or Cincinnati employer, I could have goofed up and asked everybody. But, you know, not everybody is going to be harmed by that question. So that's going to be an interesting thing for the courts to determine on this end as well, is what's the harm? Um, so what I could see plaintiff's attorneys really catching on to these because they don't have to prove necessarily damages to win their attorney's fees because the attorney fees are within these ordinances. You just have so to prove the violation. They just have to prove the violation. Yeah. Yep. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Well, ladies, this has been an interesting conversation as always. Thank you so much for joining us, Jennifer. We really appreciate your time uh, and we'll see you on our next episode. It's been fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast of Bees on the Law. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. We also welcome any comments. If you'd like to get in touch with us or suggest a future topic, you can email us at beesonthelaw at gmail.com. And because we're lawyers, we need to remind you that this podcast is not meant to provide you with legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Thank you again for joining us and have a great day.